What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with Luke and Codis, but they kind of just threw me under the bus because I didn't know I was leading off here. Uh, I just uh, yeah, I just, I just, just took on. Stared at um, you. So that's funny. Uh, anyways, so t- <laughs> so today we are continuing, or rather, I say that we're not continuing nothing. We are starting a new James chapter one. So we're going to work through the book of James. Um, so it's a relatively short book. It's only five chapters, but it is full of yep. meaty truth. What do y'all think? Mm. What say y'all? Book of James. Oh. Um, so it's oh. a- sorry. Whoa, what was that? Oh, I, sorry. I was uh, checking the Twitch stream because we're live on Twitch. Oh. Or fancy. Well, anywho, James is super meaty and savory, and I can't wait to dive in. Mm, super meaty savory. and savory. Just like a juicy steak without ranch, right, Codis? Yeah, juicy steak, no ranch. <laughs> okay, so they took a, they took me to a steak. So we celebrated my birthday. Earth. So if everybody doesn't know, I went to Macy Grace's house this weekend, oh, and right. so since um, it was they, they're not going to see me for my birthday, which is in like a month ish. Um, we went to a steakhouse. We had a little cake and everything, a cookie cake because I don't like cake, so we got a cookie cake. But we went to a steakhouse, and so. I got ranch with my steak, and everybody was like, what are you doing? I was like, "Right, just be quiet. I was just like, I'm just starting to get my steak, and they are like, you're doing it wrong. I was like, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm a steak and ranch guy. I did that today at school. I put ranch with my hot dog. Don't, 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 don't do that to me. That makes me want to puke, bro. It makes that me really want to does. go, hmm, I don't like hot dogs. Hot dog or ranch. Ugh. It's just covered in ranch, just smothered. It's <laughs> disgusting. I'm going to the CODIS uh, podcast now. All right. <laughs> the CODIS uh. podcast. Yeah, it's Anyways. nice. That'd be, that'd be good. Oh, yeah, that would definitely be good. There like, <laughs> is the CODIS podcast half the That's time, right. you know? Yep, because we aren't here half the time, so you just no, think over. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That sounds entitled. Hope my grandma's uh, home. All right. Anyways, so anyway, over the we're on a podcast, James. right? So it's gonna be, we're gonna cover James chapter one. Um, and you know what? Before we get into that, though, I just kind of want to talk to y'all. Um, ask you, you know, uh, what's your faith looked like this past week? Uh, highs and lows, something along those lines. What you think, uh, Curtis? We'll start with you. My faith's been pretty good. I've been praying a lot lately. Been talking to God a lot lately. Try to do it every morning, just throughout the day. Um. From getting the Bible, though, I haven't been getting the best at that. Like, I haven't been doing the best at getting into the Word and reading the Word. But, like, my prayer life is pretty good. My faith in God's been pretty good. My trust in God's been pretty good. But just to make sure I don't slip away or do anything, i got to get in the Word, and I understand that. But other than yeah. that, things are going pretty good so far. That's good. Yeah. Um, For me, it, it's kind of been a hard weekend. Jared mm. knows why. Um, rip chap, okay. by the way. Yeah. Um, but hmm, I guess it, it's been really good because it's been bad and I'm sure both of y'all know what I mean like because times have been hard I have drawn closer I feel yeah. like my faith has grown I I've been that. consistent because it's the only thing that is that will last to rely on you know so yeah. relying on my faith just keeps me just put together so I've been good. I've been better than I have in a while. So yeah, sweet. we're good. And in fact, I think James chapter one talks a little bit about accepting the, the yeah. bad of the world. So 
It's very, uh, very timely. Uh, what was that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I guess Cody's I'm gonna farted. say. What now? Code is farted. Ew, Code is. This is disgusting. That's why he laughed. It was more than a fart. <laughs> <laughs> it was a visible one. Nice. Anyways, um, not for me. <laughs> um. I, I guess I've I've had a pretty good weekend. Um, oh yeah, how was your week, Jared? Uh, it's good. Um, I can't complain. I mean, God's blessed me left and right, but we also had a bunch of spiritual war- warfare kind of stuff going on, as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I set out to read the entire New Testament on Saturday, and that was yeah. uh, incredibly rich. Um, finished it. It took me eighteen hours. So that was fun. Um, can't believe you did that. Like that blows yeah. my mind, man. That you just sat there and was like, yeah. I'm going to read the Bible. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My voice was feeling it because I was reading it live on TikTok. Um, Really? But I'll tell you what, though. Like, we'll have to talk about it later. But it's so enriching. Um, And then I think I – so I figured that knowing what I was doing, Satan would try to attack it in some way. Um, And I thought he was going to find a way to get me, like, banned on TikTok live. So I was just going to jump over to Instagram. But that didn't happen. Um, Instead, what happened was my plumbing – out up under my house just went out and uh anyways so some pipes burst in two different spots and then uh the water flooded the uh the bathroom and then the water from the bathroom flood or went into my hvac system because it went into the floor vent so you know it's fine nightmare (laughs) yeah it was basically just like worst case scenario possible there but it was actually a a blessing in disguise i guess you could say because um i got to hang out with the a buddy I hadn't really hung out with in a while. Uh, yeah. So if you heard the podcast, you heard that I had another wife or water uh, pipe. Another person. wife. Yeah. What? Hello, he has Solomon. Another wife. Um, <laughs> Solomon. Uh, I I had another water pipe burst a few weeks back, and I had a, a buddy might have had to talk to in like six months come and fix it, and he came and helped me fix these pipes as well. Um, so the water's back on and everything like that. But I got to hang out with him up under the house in a crawl space for like four hours, so it was nice. Um, <laughs> But other than that, I mean, it, it was actually a really good weekend, really good. Uh, I bought a Quran, too, so that's something we'll have to talk about later. Um, but uh, it's been really enriching. Um, it really has been. So I guess high is probably, honestly, the New Testament. I was super stoked that I was able to do that. Um, and then low, I would probably say the, the pipes first thing. So there's that. That happens. Yeah, you know, it happens. Perks of being a uh, homeowner, I guess. But so, <laughs> yeah, getting into to uh, I was about to say Romans to James chapter one. Um, just I'm, I'm just start right out with it. Y'all I like it. it. It's a good. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of highlighted that I have, and I, I like. I'm excited for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um. So when I read the first verse, he says, uh, "Hey, this is James, a slave of Jesus Christ." Yeah. I like how he introduces um, himself. We're in a yeah, well, himself. Did, did you catch the – because, Codis, you and I, we talked about uh, the book of Jude. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the similarity there? A slave to God, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so similarly – so in Jude, he says he's a brother of James in verse 1. And uh, <clears throat> it's interesting because Jude and James are both brothers of Jesus. And so neither yeah. one of them refer to themselves as a brother, but rather as a slave of Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. It just – <laughs> It's, it's them, you know, humbling themselves, and I think yeah. it's really neat. Um, 
So then he goes on to say, which, you know what, before we go further, I do want to talk about the purpose of this book, uh, when it was written, all that fun jazz. So we're going to look at, at it. And uh, so it was originally written, uh, the original audience was to the first century Jewish Christians residing in Gentile communities uh, outside of Palestine. So uh, just keep that in mind. And again, the author is James, Jesus' brother, um, and he was the leader in the Jerusalem church specifically. So the purpose of James was actually to expose the hypocritical practices uh, of these like Jewish Christians and whatnot and to teach the oh. right Christian behavior. What? So I want to quickly say this. I, I didn't know this part, but I'm looking at the, the James like backstory of who James is and everything. And it yeah. says that James apparently didn't believe that he was the son of God. Uh, that Jesus wasn't the son of God? Yeah, so it said, so it says, who is James? James was the brother of Jesus, uh, wrote the book of James. James does not believe that Jesus was the son of God, but when Jesus, or but when James witnessed the resurrection, then he became a believer. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so was he like a like brother in Christ or like a brother because of Mary and Joseph? Mary and Joseph. Oh, so like, Biological. could you imagine like your brother his whole life claim, like claiming like <laughs> preaching with stuff and you're just like, bro. Be quiet. No, you're not. Yeah, I and then not one day, yeah, the one, one day your no, your yeah. brother just resurrects, and you're like, oh crap, I'm so sorry. This is awkward, <laughs> right? And when you think about it, like I I look at my brother, and if he was like, imagine he was claiming to be like this this crazy cool dude. Like obviously yeah. Jesus was sinful, so like you knew he's a good guy, right? But like it's weird. So like he never like tussled with his brother then. Maybe he did. Maybe roughhouse as a joke. Yeah. Roughhouse, yeah, righteous roughhouse, like we do, Curtis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Next, that's for a different okay. podcast, Luke. All right. There <laughs> uh, is like the dad. He has to moderate us too. <laughs> he has to tone down our homosexual jokes. <laughs> You're gonna say that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak it. Yeah, so if y'all didn't know this, Codus and Luke have an LGBTQ plus podcast. Um, <laughs> no, we do not. We just have a bromance that goes it's on. Called, it's called yeah. the Bunkmates. You can that's find right. it on, Bunkmates on podcast. All so here, that's funny. Here's the thing, though. Like, if and this is just completely unrelated to scripture, but I feel like if two bros don't make homosexual jokes with each other, are they really bros? You know what I mean? I like, agree. you can't like not tease your friends not like friends. that. Right. Like not friends, if you're not a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, boy. there we go. Anyway, James, you know, brother James of Bible. Jesus, uh, brother of Jesus, rightfully, or I'm not going to say rightfully, but uh, understandably is the better word. Understandably uh, hesitant to believe that his brother uh, biologically is the son of God. But going into it, he he uh, he says right out the gate, he says, I'm writing to the 12 tribes, which are, of course, the Jews. Um, <clears throat> and so the 12 tribes, I'm not going to list out their names, but it's all the sons of Jacob. Um, they mm -hmm. are the 12 tribes of Israel. So um, and then he goes on to say, when troubles come, uh, Luke, yeah. you can expand on this a little bit. It says, when troubles come, consider an opportunity of great joy, because when faith is tested, endurance grows. So, James, like, I, I don't want to say James, he starts out fast like he's like yo this like he i like I that like he gets it. to the point I like it. yeah there's not a lot of fluff i love it it's so straight to the point bro let me ask a question then um what are examples that y'all can think of where maybe the the listener here will be thinking of applicability so what are some examples of where troubles might come in your lives where um 
maybe you didn't see it as good and it later proved itself good. Um, or maybe you don't even know that it's good, but you're yeah. looking at it. As let me, let me read my translation. Cause like, I like my translation, but it says, consider it a great joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you experience vigorous trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may become mature and nothing. I love that. Like it's saying like when these bad times come, get excited. Cause like, it, it means that you're, you're about to experience something amazing. You're about to grow with the God, like grow with God. So when those bad times come, get excited, get happy. Like, Ooh, God's, God's working with me today. Let's get it. But my, my Jesus hat on. That's something like a lot of Christians seem to forget. In my opinion, a lot of Christians completely ignore the fact that like God really does work all things together for good. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for the blessing. And I think like Jared talks, y'all talk about this a lot, that verse in Job or something. Mm-hmm. What is it? Where he... Yeah. Uh, his wife is nagging him and he, he says, who are we to accept or why are we quick yeah. to accept the good things mm-hmm. from God and not the bad? Yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. like that. Cause God's it's the God. He's the God of all things. Yeah. So when this bad stuff happens, it does have a purpose and it's actually really cool. It is. We're, yeah. we're actually like growing closer to God and understanding yeah. him yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, uh, so the other day I, I made a TikTok about it, but I'll share it here. So the other day, just to kind of answer my question I asked a minute ago, um, we had all of the puppies and whatever, and it was really cold outside. The temperature dropped and so, of course, because it was so cold outside, we brought the puppies inside. And because we brought them inside, we made, like, this pen and stuff. And we uh, – that way, like, we made it out of, like, boxes and, and storage containers, all that stuff. Because it was makeshift, right? And uh, <clears throat> so we put them in there. And as soon as they got in there, they started flipping out. Like, they could only see, like, oh, I'm not outside anymore. I'm constrained. I think they could only see the bad, right? But yet they don't know of the, the harm that we were protecting them from outside because not only was it cold, our neighbor also told us that he saw a 25-pound bobcat, right? So we brought them in from their harm, but yet they were whining and complaining because they could only see what they thought was bad. So how often are we like that in our lives where we only see the bad, but yet there's so much more going on that we don't even know because God sees yeah. the whole picture and we don't. We can only see yeah. his hand around us, but God sees the entire picture. He sees outside. He yeah. knows the weather's cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that oftentimes we, we should <clears throat> expand our mind in a, in a way to where we mm-hmm. recognize that we see a, a minimalistic view of life in a very small window. Mm-hmm. And through that, we should recognize that Maybe all things aren't bad, <laughs> and yeah. maybe, maybe, just maybe, God has a a good plan for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I always say it is, like, we only, we only, like, God is an author. We're just, like, the main character in the story, if you will. Like, God sees the whole book. Like, he knows the book from start to end while we're on the set, we're on the page that we see now. And, you know, I guess you can kind of tie this in with Matthew 6, I think. It is, like, don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. Like, you're in the present. Worry about the present. Because, like, if you're worrying about the stuff in the future or the past, you're going to miss the blessings that you're having right now. So, like, focus on the page that you are on and let God write the rest of the book. Yeah. Absolutely. Bars. (laughs) Bars. (laughs) Bars. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just – Let's 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 expand our mind a little bit. Recognize that yeah. not all things are bad, and uh, allow what, what we view as bad to increase our faith. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to say, he says, "Ask for wisdom, and you shall receive it." Luke, I know you and I Ooh. talked about this while you were down here. Ooh. So, 
<laughs> straight heat. This is yeah. like straight heat. Every everyone needs to see this. Mm-hmm. It's a straight up promise, like a straight up guarantee. Yep. You ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you because he's generous. Yeah. Like how, how cool is that? Why don't we all ask for it then? We serve such an amazing God. Come on, like, like he'll just man, he's he's a giving God and he loves us. Absolutely. Oh boy. I just uh I don't, it's interesting because, Luke, you, you act like you're not a wise guy all the time, right? Um, and I don't mean that like, oh, wise guy. No, like, hey, like, like wise guy, guy. smart yeah. Alec. Um, but no, like, uh, we were talking about it while you're down here at Passion. And I've recognized your wisdom that you, like, you, you uh, speak through your songs. You speak just, like, subtly. And uh, so you sent me lyrics the other day, and I read them to Jenna, and she's like, that is just so wise. And so I remembered our conversation where I asked you, I said, how often do you pray for wisdom? Do you remember, do you remember what you said? Yeah, I, I think I said, like, all the – I said all yeah. the time. I've, like, always <laughs> been praying for that. Yeah, and that's why you have it, I, I, I think. So, oh, like, 100%. Yes. Yeah. 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 So and I didn't even know this verse existed, like, back then when I asked. That's awesome. But, like, little did I know it was, it was just promised. It's like guaranteed, yes. Yeah, love that. So that's a go ahead. That like reminds me of the classic verse, like Matthew seven seven, like ask and it'll be given. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it just it just reminds me and and makes me think. Like it begs the question, like ask and it will be given. So what if it's a no? What things are always yes? And just. I think that the stuff that is always yes when you ask for it is stuff like this. It's when you ask for characteristics that you know God possesses because it's mm. good and it, there's no way it can bring harm to you or anyone else. Or his will, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that, that's what I, That's just a theory, though. I like theories. Yeah. You know I'm a theory kind of guy. I know you're a oh, theory yeah. guy. <laughs> Biblical theories are so fun to, like, just talk about, too. Like, not like a debate, like, I think this because of this, but, like, what if, like, this? Like, for example, we were talking about, like, the is there food in heaven? Like, that was such a fun, like, ooh, but, like, what about, is this cool? Like, that stuff. Yeah. It's always neat, man. And, you know, I'll I'll talk biblical theory all day long, you know? Like, my favorite one's Judas. You know me. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's just, I think that having conversation about, even if it's just like you know what we call theory, I think that it's good because it, it's it's promoting talk about the Bible and and if we're not talking about the Bible, conversing about the Bible, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, a lot more people like they don't realize how interesting it actually is. They yeah. see the Bible as just some boring book of like mm-hmm. verses and proverbs and stuff. Yeah, but there's actually like huge like stories that are so interesting. Yeah, and theories and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that the Bible is a love story. It's not just like a, a, a list yeah, of true. rules and stuff. It's yeah. literally a love story from God telling the story of how he loves humanity enough to where he's willing to die for us. It's like the classic um, princess, dragon, and knight story. Literally, uh, the, the princess being humanity. And so the dragon tries to steal humanity from the knight because that's the knight. He wants the, he wants the princess. And so he steals her away, and then the knight goes to save the princess. But in the meantime, he sacrifices himself to save the princess. It's a classic. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, Dansling in distress. That's what we are. We're a Dansling like in distress. It's like Donkey Kong. The Bible is like Donkey Kong. There it is. is Donkey Kong. I love that. Love the analogy. <laughs> uh who is who is uh what's the what's the kid donkey kong what's his name uh, kitty kong 
Yeah, Diddy Kong. Who's Diddy Kong here? I think that's Codis. <laughs> what are you to say? You just give me a Diddy Kong vibe, bro. Oh, okay. Thanks, Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're related to Satan, Codis. You remind me of Princess Peach. Okay, honestly, after that video I sent y'all, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, 100%. we're not even going to bring that video up. That was weird. Jared is a pretty girl. Let's go with that. Thank you. It's uh, Believe it or not, it wasn't the first time I had makeup on me. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> hey, sisters. It's a regular thing. <laughs> no, so when I was a senior in high school, I held a, a, a fundraiser for the youth. I said, everybody, I will let you put makeup on me to whatever you want if you bring $10 each, whoever, yeah. And so we, we made like 80 bucks, but you know, oh, people. Yeah. we got ice cream, <laughs> which, you know, everybody's basically used their 10 bucks to get their own ice cream, but it's fine. So, um, but uh, in James chapter one, going back to the wisdom, he says, ask for wisdom and receive it. But it says, but faith, mu- or, but your faith must be in God alone. Um, and it says that uh, not anything or it's, it can't be in anything else. And so. If so, if it isn't anything else, then you won't receive anything from the Lord. And so it goes to ask the question, um, or I guess the, the question that I want to ask after that is, what is something that uh, we could put our faith in outside of God that would restrict us from receiving wisdom? What do y'all think? Our, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I've, I've seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. I'm just like walking in a, in a way where I just want to like make it happen on my own. Right. Exactly, like I'll pray for wisdom and it won't come. Yeah, and we rely on our own understanding. That's happened a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, I think that the sin that America or Americans struggle with the most is selfishness. You know, we live in a a, a me generation. Everything's about us. Right, and so when we view life about us and we we make ourselves a center of life, it becomes to, or it's easy to think of things as like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And so when we're relying on our own wisdom, then I think that restricts us from receiving God's wisdom. Yeah. Uh, So um, then it goes on to say, believers who are poor have something to boast about. Well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Isn't, uh, doesn't love say to to not boast? It's not boastful? Yeah. Interesting. So the reason I want to bring that up is because there is, uh, and we'll talk about this in anger, about anger in just a minute. But there's differences between um, how the world uses boasting and how they're uh, like Paul uses righteous boasting or James uses righteous boasting. Um, And so there are certain situations where we are capable of having a righteous boast. And it's always about God's glory. That's what makes something righteous. Mm -hmm. So to be have a righteous boast, it would be that to have righteous anger. It would be Mm -hmm. being angry uh, and righteously. So it'd be like Jesus flipping tables and for the sake of God's kingdom. so he says, believers who are poor have something to boast about. And then he says, the rich uh, should be glad that God has humbled them. Uh, what do y'all think about that? Any thoughts? I think uh, being humble is very important. I think yeah. it's good to be humble. I, yeah, that's confusing. The rich have something to be humble about, but they're rich. Like, yep. like, like what? Well, you, I think I think the next verse is kind of helps us understand why they should be humbled, or why they are humble. And it says the rich will fall away in their achievements. Yeah. Classic. So that truth, the fact that they are relying on their materialistic things, should humble them because because of those material things, they yeah. will uh, fall away. They uh, they will fade away. 
And it's interesting because if we live in the, the United States of America, we're all rich. I don't care, you know, how yeah. broke you think you are. We are rich. Um, we have access to food. We have access to water. Uh, I've said it before on this podcast, but I think it's like if you make thirty-five, maybe it's forty thousand dollars a year now uh, I think, as, a, yeah. as a household, you're in the top one percent of the world, something like that. So it's crazy to think about. Um, and it just goes to show, like, if, if we when we look at the Book of Acts, the uh, all of the believers, there's some 3,000 believers at the early church. What they were asked to do is they were asked to sell all of their possessions, give all of the money to the church, and then the church dispersed it. Um, I think, I mean, that's a giving heart. You know what I mean? Like, even when we read the Gospels, we see uh, with the parable of the rich man, uh, Jesus said, well, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all of your things and give the money to the poor. Like, that's yeah. something that we're called to do is not only to help the poor, but have a giving heart and to get rid of our uh, our possessions, this thing that we latch on to, the things that could, if we were to sell, could possibly help others. And it's all about um, using your talents wisely. We talk about the parable of talents often. Um, if you use what God has given you wisely, then you'll be given more. And so I think that if we... Uh, God has given us, like for example, we have technology. If we use that wisely, God will give us more. If we use our uh, our innate gifts, like Luke has an amazing ability to sing. Um, granted, he's worked really and his hard looks. for that. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. John Snow over here. Dude, that that video got like hundreds of com- comments saying, "Is that John Snow?" Really? <laughs> it got John, maybe not hundreds, but it got like a lot. Yeah, and I uh, saw the one about uh, what is that band called? Oh, King and Country. Oh, King, yeah, for King and <gasps> Country. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And you also like Dansby Swanson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways. Um <laughs> everybody in Georgia loves Dansby, by the way. Like all the girls, they like like uh what word am I looking for? Fawn. That's it. They fawn over him. Um <laughs> I fawn over you. <laughs> I fawn over you, Curtis. Oh, that's so sweet. Save it for our podcast. Yeah, y'all go check out the Bunkmates podcast. No, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's say that. <laughs> Because people that are just joining are going to be like, what is that? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's a totally, that totally that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, so it, um, it, uh, um, okay. So, so now yeah, blessed thanks. are those, blessed <laughs> is the one who endures trials because when he stands the test, he will be received the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. I like that. It's saying once you endure for those. So first off, what does endure mean? So endure means to suffer patiently, you know? Mm. So when you suffer patiently during those trials, go you. You are blessed and you will receive the crown of life that God has promised. So do you think we're going to get that crown in heaven? Do you think that's like a physical crown that we're going to get in heaven? Because we're going to get rewards in heaven. So do you think we're going to get a crown of life? Like, we're gonna get a crown, like oh, you, you participation. You get a crown for living in the world, like. Um, I wonder. I don't necessarily the, know. Go ahead. I don't like. Would we even care about a like a physical crown in heaven? That's the thing. Right. Like I don't. Yeah. We talked about this thing before, but. I, I, I don't uh, think we would care. Yeah, that. But I also don't see the the need for everybody in heaven because everybody in heaven receives that crown, right? Um, and so, like, I don't see a, a, a purpose for everybody in heaven in heaven wearing a crown. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think it's more of a, a figure of speech, like a hey, 
Like, because obviously uh, in Luke it says that uh, Jesus came for the poor and the brokenhearted. And so I view this as like obviously a lot of poor people, the people that would be hearing the gospel for the first time, mm-hmm. they would they would look at people who are rich and be like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like imagine yeah. if I could just be of that royalty kind of thing, I guess. And so I would look at that as like, oh, the Bible is speaking to the poor saying, look, I'll give you a crown. Just believe in me. And so I guess the poor would be like, yes. You know what I mean? Um, and not just the poor, obviously, because we're all here. We're all listening. Um, but Luke does say that uh, he came for the for the poor and brokenhearted. So, um, Every time you say that, I think of Luke, like Luke Bauer. It's weird. Throws me yeah, off. Man. He, uh, I he wish wrote the there gospel. was a book of CODIS. <laughs> Y'all are so sweet. It's the a Braille book. <laughs> you said it's Braille? <laughs> yeah. You got to... Never mind. Um... This is random. So, Sorry. Uh-huh. No, no, no. You can, no, you can go. go. This is super off topic, so I might just save it for the end. Take it. You sure? We got 100%. this. Is the Yorkers podcast? We talk about God and we have fun. All right. Well, they made a Bible called the Queen James Version. Yeah, Did yeah. They actually, LGBT, make that. It, yeah, it's an LGBT Bible. They like changed all the anti-gay stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, like, every time it says, for God told the world that he, like, it doesn't say he, it doesn't say, like, it has no gender in the whole Bible. There's no, there's not a single gender in the whole thing. And it takes everything out about the rainbow. It takes everything out about, like, men will not sleep with men. It, like, it, it, okay, so if you look it up on Google, it has, like, a one-star rating review. <laughs> Good. Like, so, in, in, like everyone's like hating rainbow. on it. Everyone's commenting, blasphemy, blasphemy. It's like a cross made out of rainbows or something on the front. Yeah, it, it's pretty whack. So, uh, now, that reminded me of a verse, and I flipped to it so I can read it for you. Uh, now, it is in Revelation 22, so maybe it's a little bit out of context. The bug assault gun? Bro. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm coming for the makers of the Queen James version. So for okay. the people that don't have the 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 visual and they listen to the audio, we got our bug assault guns. It shoots salt at bugs. Yeah, I've got so mine. It's in the with the... Dude, I decapitated a cockroach. With this thing. <laughs> These like things are nice. Head, its head blew off. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this thing's packing some heat. It's David, but the cockroach was Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, yeah, and the yeah, bug yeah. assault gun is a there slingshot. Which just inverted roll. So, saying that they altered the, the Bible, um, again, this is in Revelation, but I think it still applies, even though it's, I guess maybe it's out of context. But it says, <clears throat> this is uh, going to be verse 18. If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. So, um, now granted, this is the the book it's referring to is Revelation, but in order for them to alter everything else in the Bible, that means they'd have to alter Revelation. So therefore, I'm going to say it applies. Um, And I pray for their souls, and I I pray that they repent. um, And It's going to be a rude awakening for them. Well, that's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people. That's um, actually very true, yeah. Sadly. So, um, but uh, so it's uh, continuing on with James. So I found this very interesting, because, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute, but it, he goes on to say, uh, right after verse 12, he says, God never tempts people. So he says that yeah, temptation, temptation actually comes from ourselves. And it's these inner desires that cause us to sin. And when sin grows, uh, it ends up giving us 
uh, sorry, it ends up giving birth to death. Um, yeah. That's just my own paraphrase of what it said. But uh, God never tempts people. Um, yeah, now, awesome. yeah, so y'all explain that biblically. How is that possible? So God isn't going to make you do evil. Like he's not going to be like, oh, I don't remember where I was going with this. I had something in my head. I just lost it just right there. Luke, take it away. What, I think this is kind of related to your question, but um, everyone's always so quick to blame something else for their temptation or mm-hmm. their like falling into temptation. It's uh, Satan made me do it. Or I've, I've actually heard someone say, like, God is just tempting me right now to, like, test me. Yeah. But, uh, like, apparently that's just not how it works. And it's mm-hmm. our desires that lead us to temptation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the very next verse, I love this. I'm going to kind of break it down. But it says, each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. So at least from my personal experience, it could be from you guys too and the listener here. But... From my personal experience, the most times that I fall into temptation is when I'm not close with God. Like the days I don't read my Bible, I don't talk to God for the longest time. That is when temptation comes and that is when those desires come in because I don't have God, number one. So those desires kind of creep in and build in the little little bit of slack I have there. And then it says that then after the desire is conceived, after you have that worldly desire, it says then it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. So once that, that little wedge is in there, once the bug, I get, or let's go with like this. So there's a big old forest. It's, it's a beautiful forest. The forest is perfectly fine, but someone went camping. Someone uh, put a little fire out. They made a little campfire, but that little campfire got a little, a little leaf. And then that leaf caught onto other leaves, and it's just a big old wire, a wildfire. But if, if they, I guess that's a terrible analogy. But no, what I'm no, saying yeah. is... When you let that sin in, when you let that person come camping in the forest, if you will, that is when the destruction comes. Like, so yeah. if you, if you're struggling with sin or you're struggling with temptation, I want to ask you, what's your relationship with God like? What's your Bible reading like? What's your prayer life like? Because that could be the key to it right there. That could be like the root of why it's so tough. It's because their relationship with God is struggling so much. I guess, it, I don't know if that made sense at all, but... Yeah, help yeah. someone. Um, so the reason it stuck out to me is because, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I've begun reading the Quran, um, and we'll talk about that later as to why I'm doing that. Um, but in the Quran, <clears throat> they have a different take as to why we're tempted. Uh, the Quran, uh, Muslims, they really... <clears throat> yeah, they believe that. Uh, which, if you don't know, the Quran is Islam; it's the Muslim faith. So Muslims actually believe that these angels called Harut and Marut uh, are angels of temptation. Um, and so when they tempt individuals, they only tempt them uh, towards belief. They do not tempt them towards disbelief. Um, and we can talk about that. Well, you know what? We're talking about it now. So yeah. <laughs> I, found that it, I found it interesting. Uh, and again, this is the Islam belief. This is not Christianity. I found it interesting because... There is no true temptation if it doesn't offer or if it doesn't have the available option of falling into the temptation. So it's it, it specifically said, and it's in uh, Surah 2, which is just chapter 2. Um, I forget the verse, but it just it said that they do not lead people to disbelief. And I, I just can't help but think that 
the only like so when we get to, uh, when we're tempted right because when, in the book of Job this is this is the Christian faith now in the book of Job um, God allows Satan to tempt us that's how we're we're, yeah. we're tempted is through Satan. allows you know I want to put that allows. allows not makes right right and so it is through that temptation though we can pass or we can fail so ultimately through that um, we have the option of failure um, through our temptations but according to Islam uh, they don't. They have the, the supposed option, but they can't fail in that temptation. Uh, it cannot cause them to disbelieve. Whereas in Christianity, we know that our temptation can cause us to disbelieve. And why mm. is that? Because it is not God tempting us. It's not a, as Islam calls it, good angels tempting us. But rather in Christianity, it is the fact that we, our sinful nature is inherently mm-hmm. sinful. And our desires lead us astray. And those are desires tempt us. Um, and make us fall away. So there's two ways that we can be tempted. One is through the devil, um, and then two is through our own sinful nature, which, of course, our flesh is something that Satan has a hold over. Um, because as uh, I see the first or second Corinthians, but it says that Satan is the god of this world. So, um, of, which of I think course, it's first. This sounds right, which, of course, uh, God allows, uh, which that's a whole other conversation for another day as to why God allows evil and why he yeah. allows Satan to rule. We have a podcast about that. We have a podcast about that, actually. And oh, yeah. I the lead. It's really good. God bless. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, I, just, I just, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And because uh, I, I think I read that in the uh, Quran last night. So um, it's so weird it to hear you say, I read the Quran last night and yeah, it's well, weird yeah. to me. Know thy enemy. Actually, that's not actually a, a Bible verse, I don't think. But no, uh, but it's, it's a good war strategy. Yeah, we yeah well, that's the yeah. So actually, you said war strategy. So that actually that quote comes from uh, Sun Tzu, who wrote the art of the uh, the art of war. Um, and in that quote, he basically just says, "Know your enemy." Um, and mm-hmm. if you don't know your enemy, it'll cause you to fall. But if you do know your enemy, then you'll win the battle, essentially. Um, so anyways, I think it is wise to, uh, to know your enemy. I think in spiritual warfare, I also think, uh, I would consider obviously Satan is the adversary. He is our enemy. Um, but ultimately, uh, so wait, sorry. So he is the war to be won, but I think there's multiple battles along the way. And so I think, I think, I think Islam is a battle along the way. And so my goal is to study it there. That's, you know, so I can attack it. um, I feel like my problem is I'd read it and like, so I have terrible memory. So I'd be like, Oh wait. Was that from the Quran or the Bible? Yes. Like, I have such bad memory, I feel like I would get lost between the two. Yeah, and they actually quote a lot of the uh, Old Testament scripture. Um, so, so, like, is it like the Christian Bible where it has, like, passages, or is it like a book? Well, let, let's let's talk about it in another podcast. We'll make one right after this about the Quran. All right. All right. Um, so, then he goes on. Uh, this is James chapter 1 again, so this is back to Christianity. <laughs> um, it says that everything good comes from the Father. Now, again, we've we've talked about uh, that we can accept the bad from the Father as well because we need to accept that all things work together for his good. Um, Mm -hmm. But that doesn't negate the fact that everything good comes from the Father. And so when we focus on that, um, it's easy, like in this life, it's really easy to dwell on the bad, right? Um, And then we'll begin to like, it overshadows the good almost. And so... Uh, it goes back to that puppy analogy that I said. Like they're so focused on the bad that they can't see all the the stuff that could be happening around them. Um, so when we do find the good, when we're able to see past the pin that surrounds us, and we can see good, we have to recognize that that is God giving us that good. Yeah, so, and I guess another thing too is if you keep saying like you did it, it can easily lead to pride. Like that is pride right there. Right, like right. for example, say Jared 
you made like a thousand sales in like a month or just, you know whatever you'd be like oh i did this i did this or you can be like thank you god for allowing me to do this like every morning i wake up i'm like thank you god for waking me up i'm not like way to wake up codis go you i'm like thank you god for allowing me to wake up and thank you for letting me wake up but like we really should thank god for everything like even the bad times like like honestly i heard this quote and it was like before you went to bed and you talked to god and you thanked him for what you had what would you have when you wake up like say you're like oh thanks god for whatever but you didn't thank him for one thing you you know does that make sense like if you didn't thank god for what you had what would you actually have anymore mm-hmm. so it's it's really important to thank god like it's literally the least you can do is be like oh thanks god like i found a dollar the other day i was like oh sweet thanks god <laughs> it was just like casual like you don't have to be like our father in heaven thank thy for thy dollar you know like just, just be like oh thanks god what's up man you know yeah that's yeah. my prayer life it's just like what's up god pray without ceasing man are you doing anything later man let's talk <laughs> play Fortnite. i don't know let's talk um so then after that uh i'm just gonna kind of speed through it now since we've been doing this for forever um it's been a long podcast it's been 40 minutes my bad i keep just rambling we no, talk no. About well, stuff. Well, here's the thing it's like we all enjoy those podcasts where like we just kind of talk about everything as they yeah. pop up you know um but i'm trying to be honorable and respectful of luke here he's taking his time to, to oh yeah podcast. thanks dad um, <laughs> and my wife because my it wife is like oh, i'm waiting on you to eat dinner <laughs> not actually but sometimes so uh anyways wives Ah, gotta love him. That's why you have Um, a husband. (laughs) That's exactly why, Luke. Thank you. That is exactly why he's a husband. Um, (laughs) So then it goes on to say, God never changes. So uh, we are God's prized possession. So it goes back to that love story I was telling you about. We are God's prized possession. Everything he does is not necessarily, we aren't aren't the center of the story. The center of the story is God, the redemption uh, arc of Jesus, and all this fun stuff for us. Um, but it is a love story, and we are the prized possession of all this of God's creation. It's a love story. It's a love story. I thought that this was really interesting, so maybe we can dwell on it for a second. But it goes on to say in verse, I believe it's 19, it says, Be quick to listen and slow to speak and then slow to anger. Yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting, slow to anger. Wait, mm-hmm. isn't anger a sin? Isn't it, isn't it like listed in Galatians 5? It's like, don't be angry. The Bible just translated. No, um... What do you no, think? Like, righteous anger is definitely a thing. Like, for example, like when a teacher tells me that Jesus dying on the cross was a selfish act, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a little angry. Like, you, like, no, my Jesus did not die for a selfish act. Like, and I, it, it still kind of gets me like, come on, man. Like, why would you say that? Like, I, I guess like Jesus, for example, he had righteous anger when they were selling stuff in the chapel or the church grounds, whatever. Right, right. But like, I mean, there's a time and a place for righteous anger, but just because there's righteous anger, don't be like, oh, sorry, it was righteous anger. Like, you have to know the line. Because if then you start doing that, you'd be like, oh, it was righteous gluttony. It was righteous lust. Like, so you can't just be mad and say, sorry, it was righteous anger or righteous uh, judging, you know. So I guess it's a line there. I kind of went off on a little tangent there. but No, it was perfect. I just, uh, I think it's, it's not like contradicting Galatians at all. I think it's just talking about like normal anger that we all have. It's just saying mm-hmm. like if like if you're going to be angry, don't be super like rash or harsh I, or like quick to it. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, like obviously he didn't he hasn't read Galatians before. 
Right. So, like, he could just be saying the same thing again, and it's just, he's just saying, don't get angry. Right. I think the uh, the answer lies within the next verse. He says that human anger does not produce righteousness. So why do you think he specified human anger? Because God's anger is different. It's not righteous. It's not righteous. So I don't think human anger is righteous. Right. I don't either. And I think that's why he made the the uh, what we're, the distinction is what I was looking for. Um, because he and the the verse prior he says be slow to anger. So. Anger in and of itself, it's an emotion that God gave us. So God gave it to us for a reason, and anger in and of itself is inherently good, just like fear. Fear is inherently good. Fear isn't necessarily bad because God gave us fear so we could recognize that we're in a bad situation so we can get out of it, right? So same with anger. It's inherently good. And so it says be slow to anger because we shouldn't necessarily uh, allow ourselves to just instantly be, like, angry. Like, we should we should have enough self-control through the Spirit, Galatians 5, Um to where we allow ourselves to, to not get angry instantaneously. Um, mm-hmm. And then he specifies human anger because um, there is what Codas talked about, righteous anger. And that righteous anger is something that we should righteously get angry about. We should be flustered about. We look at Jesus flipping tables. We look at Paul um, when he was getting called out um, by the Corinthians yeah. and as being a wimp. Um, didn't know that until Saturday. Yeah, Corinthians called him a wimp, a wimp essentially. So, I believe uh, and so he got righteously mad and started boasting about his God and um, and how great he is. And, and anyways, so there is a right way to have anger, and there's a wrong way to, to feel anger. Um, and so human anger does not produce righteousness. So the only anger that we should uh, reinforce is that righteous anger. And so how do you know if it's righteous anger? Well, does it glorify God? And that's the thing. That's what you got to think about. Whatever you do, whether you eat, drink, whatever you do, do it off with the glory of God. Yes. So... And then he goes on to say, James does, he says, reject evil and accept the word in our hearts. And that reminded me of, uh, of Romans where it says that the law is written on our hearts. Um, and he says, uh, I thought this was interesting and very applicable to today. He says, uh, don't just listen, do God's word. Yeah. So uh, I think this also sets up the next chapter where he talks about faith and how it works with, uh, with works. Um, so what are y'all's thoughts on... Uh, not just listening to the word, but doing the word. I like it. Oh boy, that's what we were. We've been talking about this oh, so yeah. much. Oh yeah. About being an active Christian instead of mm-hmm. just passively going to church, and I like to. Maybe this is skipping too far ahead, but like literally the last verse of the chapter, yep. he like defines what like like religion is in God's eyes. Yeah. And we always say like relationship over religion. Yep. And uh, this just shows exactly what we mean. Yep. It's not just like a set of rules we have to follow made by a human government, but we're, we're just called to love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, he says, control your tongue, and if not, your religion is worthless. So Christians, we are a religious folk. Um, now, our religion is a relationship um, with God, and, and it's a relationship that is like another religion. Um, I'm not smart enough for a religion. That's why I have a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's funny. I haven't heard you say that before. Um, But uh, he goes on to say, as Luke says, how he defines religion. He says, pure and genuine religion means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. That is what biblical religion is, and that is what we should strive for. And that's how the chapter ends. That is James chapter oh, one. Godspeed. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, 
So what are y'all's thoughts? I love it. I love like this starts off strong. There's a lot to it. It's powerful. It's meaty, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that. it's gonna be a fun chapter. Book. It's a meaty, juicy steak, and the next chapter is Ranch. even meatier and even juicier. Really? Oh, Stay yeah. tuned. Oh, yeah. It gets, oh, gets yeah. more. Oh, it gets yeah. like right into like what we were all talking about pretty mm-hmm. much during fashion. Yep, sure does. That's so close. it'll be good. Well, if you've listened to this podcast and you're you're thinking what is going on with these people, what what is different about them? Uh, well, we're probably thinking that we're different because yeah, we, or we're just weird. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's you know. probably that we are. Yeah, different. honestly, I know a lot of people that are that are not Christian that look at me and be like, "That dude is a whack job," you know. So uh, I can understand why people think that too because I'm all for it. I'm all for talking about God and all that fun stuff, as I know you both are as well. Um, yeah, he's pretty cool. And Codus is better at it than I am, I'll tell you that. Well, I wouldn't uh, say that, man. You're, I look uh, up to you. Well, I, I, can, I can definitely say that. I'm not the one that preached to VR people. Yeah, VR, <laughs> well, VR pastor. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, maybe I'll make the meta church bad. Good. I'll make it good. 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 <laughs> um, but if you've heard this this podcast and, and uh, you're thinking about finding a church or you want something along those lines, message us on Instagram at Yolk Christian Podcast. Whoa. Notice is removing clothes. All right, save it for the other podcast. I don't know if that captured that or not. Uh, I think you're fine. I was taking um, my hoodie off. So if uh, if you are trying to find a church and you're trying to find a, a God-centered church, reach out to us. Maybe we can try to help you find one. Um, you can always join our uh, online community. It's the Discord. Uh, message us on Instagram. We'll send you the link for it. And it's a community of Christians where we uh, have Bible studies. We have game nights. We have a whole bunch of cool stuff. So come check it out. Um <laughs> And uh, so Codus is the head of that. He's going to make sure we continue that, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Yeah. Yeah, we've been slow with it just because of all the stuff that's been going on. But if you've listened to this uh, podcast and you want to accept Jesus into your heart, I'm always going to offer you the, that invitation. Um, whether you're driving down the road, riding a bike, I don't care what you're doing. You, there is no better time than the present because uh, I guarantee you, I used to work on an ambulance. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. So if you want to make that decision uh, to just honestly begin your belief in Jesus Christ, and, uh, well, Codus has a prayer for you. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, with all this being said, I love you, Codus loves you, Luke loves you, and most importantly, God loves you. And on the, I'm going to count down from three, and we're all going to say it. All right, ready? Three, two, one. God Godspeed. Godspeed.